This is the Homestead Journey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the pursuit of self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. Welcome back to another episode of the Homestead Journey Podcast. This is episode number 141. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. Before we jump into today's topic, I did want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping with regards to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little shorter than usual, simply because we are in the throes of getting ready for our county fair. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I love our county fair. We are heavily involved in our county fair, and so right now we're just getting ready to go. Because of us being at the fair this coming week, next week's episode is going to be delayed in its release. It will not drop on Monday morning as is usual. And the reason for that is because I am going to be giving another talk about homesteading at our county fair, and I am planning on recording that and then releasing it as next week's episode. But that talk will not take place until Sunday afternoon. And then we have all kinds of things going on Sunday evening. We'll be there late removing chickens from the fairgrounds. And so I just am not going to have time to edit it. So look for that probably on Tuesday morning. We'll see. Hopefully I'll be able to get that edited Monday evening. But just so you know, Next week's episode will be delayed at least by a day, maybe two. So with all of that said, a lot going on here on the Homestead. Let's jump on into this week's Homestead Happenings. So the first thing I wanted to do was to start out with a bit of a garden update because that's really the big thing that's taking place this time of the year here on the Homestead and on Homesteads across the United States. Our tomatoes are starting to come on. They're not fully on yet, and they probably will fully come on during the week of the fair, which will be my luck. And so I will try to get out there and get tomatoes picked probably under the cover of darkness, but they are starting to come on. The bad news is, is they are nowhere near as prolific as they have been in years past. And that's just par for the course for my garden this year. But we are starting to get tomatoes. And so I am thankful for that because there are a lot of people in our area who have not and probably will not get any tomatoes this year just because of the weather that we have had. Our hot peppers are looking great, but hot peppers tend to like dry, hot summers, and that's certainly been what we've had here in upstate New York, and so the hot peppers are doing well. The sweet peppers, not so much, and obviously there's a lot of other things in the garden that just really isn't doing great this year. Our onions are curing. Our bush dry beans are drying in the basement. And so I am very, very thankful for those things. But certainly to say that the garden has been a bit of a disappointment this year would be a serious understatement. This week, I finally got around to starting to jot down my garden notes for 2022. Now, to be frank, I should have been doing this a lot earlier, but it's just been one of those things that has just fallen off my radar a bit. And so this week, I did take a few minutes 
to sit down and just jot down some of my notes about some of the things that I don't want to grow next year, some of the things that I want to grow more of next year, some of the changes that I want to make in the garden. I use Google Keep Notes, and I always try to keep a running list of garden notes for a season. And that way, then I can refer back to that when it's time for me to order seeds, when it's time for me to plant the following year. And it's something that I certainly highly recommend that you do as well, whether you do it in Google Keep Notes or you keep a full-blown garden journal, whatever works for you. But certainly while the season is underway, you want to be writing those things down so that next year you can learn from the mistakes maybe that you made this year. Maybe you planted too much of one thing or not enough of another Or maybe there's one variety that did well and another variety that didn't do so well. Whatever it is, definitely keeping those notes jotted down while they're fresh in your mind is going to help you when you are doing next year's garden. And so I finally got around to getting a lot of those ideas and thoughts that I had in my head down on virtual paper, and that should serve me well for Garden 2023. This week, we had some new additions to the farm. Now, you may remember last year, we got some barn cats, and for whatever reason, they disappeared. We're not sure if they ran away or if they were eaten by coyotes. We don't really know what happened to those cats, but they did disappear on us. And Bonnie really had become very attached to them. And to be honest with you, I had started getting a little attached to them, but please don't tell Bonnie that. And so we have a friend that lives not too far away who reached out to us and said, hey, I've got some kittens. Are you interested in a couple of new barn cats? And so this week we picked them up. We actually have a calico cat and an orange tabby cat. So probably a boy and a girl. And we will have them spayed and neutered when they are old enough for that. Not really quite sure how old they are. They are eating dry food and they're not interested at all in milk replacer. So they're at a good spot. And Bonnie has been spending lots and lots of time with them. They're really, really cute. And our friend really had handled them a lot. So they're a lot more friendly than Sunny and Blackie were. So we have named them Patches and Sunshine. And so very, very excited to have them here. And hopefully they will be good mousers for us and a good addition to the homestead. A big part of this week, though, was spent preparing for our upcoming fair. I have been putting together an educational display for the fair. This is the first time I've ever done that. This goes in the produce section in our handmade homegrown building. Now, that building on one end is where they have all of the culinary arts, food preservation, uh, domestic arts, so quilts and woodworking and things like that. And then the other end of the building is where they have all of the produce. And I enter into both ends of the building. They're two different departments run by two different people. Last year, I noticed there weren't a lot of educational displays. And so I kind of had this idea where I can marry both ends of the barn, so to speak, with an educational display that I entitled From the Garden to the Pantry. And I have pictures of the process of planting a garden and growing a garden from getting the seed catalogs, placing an order, receiving the seeds, planting the seeds all the way through harvest. And then I switch on over to the food preservation piece. So 
putting them into jars, putting them into a canner, taking them out of a canner, letting them set and putting them into the pantry. And then what I have for display is I actually have a pressure canner, lids, rings, some jars of food, the funnel, the jar lifter, and my recipe book. Because I got to thinking that most of the people that come through the fair have never seen a pressure canner. They may have never seen jarred food, except maybe at the fair. Hopefully, maybe some people will get interested in exploring the idea and maybe, who knows, they'll get inspired to try it themselves. I was very, very happy with how the display came out. We'll see what the judges think of it. It certainly was a lot of fun to put together and it came out way better than I even had it envisioned in my mind. And so I'm very, very happy about that. Thursday night, we had our poultry meeting in the poultry barn. And that was certainly bittersweet because this is probably Brian Jay's last year of exhibiting at the youth level. And poultry has been such an integral part of his fair experience. The people in the poultry barn have been awesome to work with. They have treated him so well. He's grown so much as an individual. He's grown so much in his knowledge of chickens through being involved in the poultry show. And the people in the poultry barn get it. There are some people at our fair that, in my opinion, have lost sight of what the fair is about, but the people in the poultry barn get it. And I am so, so grateful that that has been the bulk of our experience, working with people who love kids and love chickens and love watching kids get excited about chickens and have really just upped the the level of showmanship within that barn. So it was very, very bittersweet uh, to be there for that meeting on Thursday, because again, it's probably our last one with him at the youth level. This is kind of that year of lasts. And it's really, I become a little bit melancholy, I shouldn't say a little bit, a lot melancholy about that. And I'm certain that when we go to pick those chickens up on Sunday night, there probably will be some tears shed because there's a good chance while Bonnie and I may put in some chickens in the future, just on our own, certainly we are ending an era and that is bittersweet. Yesterday evening was spent putting together all of the recipes for my canned goods, pulling together all of the canned goods that I had entered. I dropped those off this morning for judging and we'll be dropping off chickens tomorrow. And then Monday I will be putting in all of my produce and my educational display. And then Monday night, boom, the fair opens and it will be on. And I am so excited. Whew, I love the fair. I get so giddy. About June, I start literally shaking when I start thinking about the fair. I get so excited about it. I just love everything about it. I love the sights. I love the smells. I I just love so much about the fair. And our fair I'm I'm a bit biased, but our fair is the best fair that I have ever been to, and it's just a lot of fun. So very, very excited about it. A bit disappointed because my mom and dad didn't enter anything this year, so I'm not going to be whooping up on them, but we'll see how well I did and whether or not I win anything, but it certainly has been a lot of fun already getting ready for it, and I'm looking forward to a great week. The last thing I did want to 
talk about was the family function that we went to today, where we said goodbye to my Uncle Lorne. We sprinkled some of his ashes there on the family farm, and we then said goodbye to the farm. We actually went out and walked around in the barns, and it was it was a very, very bittersweet uh, time because, well, it is very, very sad to see that farm leave our family. I'm also very happy that it is going to another family farm, although it is a much larger family farm. They're milking, I think, 800 or 1,000 head. But it's a it's a farm that has been actually working the land since my uncle retired back in 96. And then my great uncle actually spent some time doing field work for them. So we have a connection to that farm. And I think they will be great stewards of the land. And I'm very, very excited to see those barns return to use for 26 years now since my uncle sold the cows. Those barns have pretty much sat there empty. For a little while, somebody raised rabbits in the one barn. But other than that, they've pretty much just sat there. And so I am very, very excited that they will soon be put back into use. Although I don't think they're planning on milking any cows there. I think it'll probably just be a heifer barn. But certainly, I am very happy that those barns are going to be back in use and our family's legacy will live on. And while obviously the land and the buildings have been sold, certainly the memories didn't go along in that sale. And so as we walked around the the property today and shared memories about different things that have taken place there over the years. It was certainly was heartwarming. And as I drive by that property from time to time, I certainly will be reminded of those things and just so thankful for the legacy that I have. All right. Before we jump on over to this week's Charting the Course, I did want to remind you that you still do have time to buy tickets for Hone 2022. If you live in the Northeast and you are looking for a great homesteading event, we are having the Homesteaders of New England First annual fall gathering in Greenfield, New Hampshire, September 10th and 11th. And so head on over to mindfulhomestead.com slash hone2022 for all of the information with regards to the speakers. The price for the tickets is $25 for those 13 and older. Kids under the age of 13 are free. It's going to be a great weekend. I am so excited. I am so excited about it, and if you are in the Northeast, I hope that you will consider joining us. Greenfield, New Hampshire, September 10th and 11th, it's going to be a great time, and you're not going to want to miss it. All right, let's jump on over to this week's Charting the Course. So last week, I was feeling the blues. I was really down in the dumps. I'm not going to say the depths of despair, but I was I was feeling pretty low. And certainly it's not just homesteading stuff. Brian J heading into his senior year has certainly affected me a lot more than I thought it would. And to be honest with you, probably I'm looking at this the wrong way, but I'm just looking at this as the year of lasts. You know, this is the last time he's probably going to show at the fair and the last first day of school and the last winter concert and you know all of those kinds of things. And it just really starts to drain on me. But then 
last week, I also got some bad news with regards to uh, an unfavorable ruling by the uh, court here in New York State with regards to a lawsuit that the Libertarian Party had underway. And so that was a bummer. And then, as I've been sharing with you, the garden here just hasn't been up to snuff. The garden's not producing as much as usual. So obviously, I'm not preserving as much as usual. We've had a lot of issues with regards to losing pigs. It's just been a a, a tough year. And so all of that just kind of came to a head. I just was really feeling defeated and deflated. And I just shared that with Bonnie a week ago Thursday. I just kind of unloaded on her about how I was feeling. Well, on Friday, Amy Dingman over at A Farmish Kind of Life made a post on Facebook, and I will share a link to that in the show notes, about how there were so many things on her homestead that had gotten away from from them and how it was okay. And folks, that was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. A few days later, some homesteader friends of mine that live not too far away posted on Facebook about how they had struggled this year with their garden. And they'd had other challenges on their homestead. My dad tells me this is the worst garden he's ever had. And today, while we were at the farm, I was talking with my great uncle, Nat, about his garden. And he said, this is the worst garden that he's ever had. Now, it's not that misery loves company. But sometimes, folks, we lose sight of the fact that we're not the only ones struggling. That sometimes it's just a bad year. And it's okay. Now, folks, I'll be honest with you. Over the last several months, I have struggled at times to get behind this microphone and record episodes. In part, it's because I feel like a fraud. I feel like a phony. I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. I'm supposed to have this all figured out. And I don't. This week, as I was going through the pantry, getting together my canned goods for the fair, I realized how much we don't have in the pantry. And I'm supposed to be helping other people live this lifestyle? I feel at times like a fraud. But then it hits me. I'm human. I've told you over and over and over again on this podcast that I don't claim to be an expert in much of anything. And so, maybe maybe this is just reminding me of that and maybe keeping me a little bit on the humble side. I don't know. But I think it's very, very important for me to be honest with you guys about this and to let you know that there are going to be times on your homestead when things are clicking, when you're learning new skills, you're advancing things on your homestead by leaps and bounds, and it just feels like Everything is going according to plan and you're on a roll. And then there are other years where it doesn't. It seems like for every step forward, you're taking two steps back. Nothing grows. And that means that there's nothing to preserve, which means that you end up having to rely more on the food system than you'd like. But you know what? That's okay. It's all good. There's always next year. And that's it for this episode, folks. I hope you found this helpful. If you're having a bad year, let me know. And if you're having a great year, let me know that as well. 
brian at thehomesteadjourney.net. And until next time, everybody, keep up the good work.